The nice thing about knowing someone for a really, really long time is you know all the scandals and the good bits. <laughs> you should see her face. Rihanna, Nell, hello. How are you doing? I'm so well, and I'm guilty of all the things that you just thought about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty of those ones too, the ones that you just thought about. She knows me just as well. Luckily, I'm not the one who's doing, I'll, I'll do the questions, you see. You I'm actually a little bit nervous of uh, the whole English thing now. Okay. I was just educated on how to pronounce words in Afrikaans. Just before I came in here, now I have to speak English. I was totally not prepared. <laughs> shame. Ach, shame. Ach, shame. Okay, I know everybody thinks they know you, but they know what they see on a cover of a magazine or, you know. Oh, yeah, all or the edited a, stuff. The edited stuff, the beautiful I stuff. I take no but, responsibility for any edited thing on any cover. So let's, let's introduce Rihanna, the girl at home. The one that's barefoot and no lipstick and she's got to impress absolutely no one. You're really yourself there. Who's Rihanna now? Hmm. I try to be someone that my kids can have fun with and um, spend time with. One thing I really love doing every day is try to have at least all of my kids on my lap at any given time during the day. What's all of my, how many kids do we have? I have four. Four? Four boys, yeah. Four boys. Two, three, six and seven-year-olds, yeah. Okay, so you're not bored easily at home. Yeah. <laughs> but I do work from home, so I do have lipstick on um, because I'm recording videos from home. So my kids, they know um, every now and then I have to tell them, okay, my mom sing. And then they all have to go sit in the room upstairs and play while I sing my songs. Shame, it's, it's really bad. But, but they know now. They understand, yeah. They understand. They def they're definitely not a rugby team. They are a band. I'm just saying. Can they all sing, in other words? Um, Estian loves singing. Um, Reinhard is definitely going to be the drummer. And Sebastian, he plays the piano. And uh, Tristian probably will be the, I don't know, bass guitarist, electric guitarist, I think. And are they already making up little songs and melodies and stuff? Yeah. He's like their mom. They are, but um, currently they're playing Top Gun theme song. <laughs> I know. And Sky Full of Stars and, um, yeah, Fix You. I know. And then what does your husband do? Oh, yeah, he plays all of those instruments. Um, I think he's much more musical than I am, like instrumentation. Um, but, uh, yeah, they they definitely um, follow after us when it comes to music. So you do not have a quiet house uh, at all? What is ever. that? <laughs> I never have a moment alone. <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay, but I must say, when um, when the pandemic hit this world, I thought that you had it really, really great because I followed you on socials, and we, yeah, well, you see there that you you had a ball. I mean, people contacted you, and you is that we started officially writing songs. Um, and, and doing it the whole time to, to have an income at that stage because it worked so well. No, I, I, I didn't actually start doing it because of the income. Um, I actually felt that the Lord asked me to comfort his people. Then, when, yeah. when, was yeah. it at that stage? So it was in the beginning of COVID. See, I was on maternity leave and I planned for this whole thing, the maternity leave, because I just had a baby. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, 13 March, I had my baby and then I think it was a week and a half after that it was COVID. So I was on maternity leave. I wasn't thinking about, you know, an income or anything. I was, I was thinking about, you know, Hey, I don't want to do anything, but 
I lost my car and I lost um, a retainer, a songwriting retainer and things from my company. And obviously all of the shows and so forth. But I was, I was very comfortable because I planned and I was going to be on maternity leave with my kids. I did not plan for all my kids to be at home as well. <laughs> that was a different ball game for me. Um, but then I felt the Lord said, comfort my people. And I was like, okay, yeah, all right, cool. How do I do that? And then my husband, he came up with the idea to write songs for people. And I was quite scared to do that because I don't really, I guess I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. And I was like, but what if they don't think it's good enough? Or what if it's not, you know, professionally enough, you know, because I'm at home. All I have is my phone and my instrument. And I, I put the ad on social media and people started contacting me. I was surprised because I wasn't thinking that people were going to ask me to write songs for the deep, intense things. I thought it was going to be like, you know, just connecting with people, birthdays or anniversaries or, you know, things like that. But I quickly realized that the the people really did need comforting. And so it 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 really became something that that I love doing. I still love doing it. Okay, explain to me. So they contact you and they say, I want a song for so-and-so because they're going through this and this. Or how, how, did, how, Some, did, how did people formulate this now? So sometimes they w- would um, write the email saying, it's my husband's birthday, can you please write a song? And then I'm like, yeah, cool, I'll, I'll write a song. And then I ask them a couple of questions. And then soon enough I would realize that, Oh, so your husband has cancer. Or, oh, um, sure, this tragic thing happened or something like that. Or your husband is stuck in another country and you can't even be with him or you have been separated for like nine months or something. So I, I realized that, you know, with every story there was something hidden in it and an opportunity for me to be Christ to them through the music. And Elvis Presley always says that when it's dangerous to speak, sing. Um, And I think singing and music is such an awesome way to bring across a message and, um, yeah, to comfort people. But to me it feels like this is so only Rihanna. Because, no, seriously, when, when years ago, you've already been doing this, that people shout out words to you at a concert, and you still do it, where, where people give you words and you make up a song at the, on the spot, and you can do that for hours and hours at an end if it's like this. Yeah, please, I don't want to ever uh, learn words again in my whole life. <laughs> well, but the thing is, um, now it's a ministry tool. Now it's something. You've got the platform. You've got the credibility. Then you write it in a song form. That is personal. I cannot even imagine how effective ministry-wise, eternal, you know, eternity-wise, um, kingdom-wise, this, this just this way of ministry is w- so absolutely unique. But it, but it wasn't easy, and it still isn't easy. And in, in the, I think in the... After a year and a half, I really came to a place. Well, it was even sooner than that. I, I got into a personal crisis. Because, see, when you are in ministry, nobody really ever teaches you how to debrief or how to bring those stories and bring those heartaches and bring the emotional heaviness of it back to the Lord. And, and I also started having a lot of questions about you know, why Why are all of these things happening? And I also started becoming very afraid because I've just had like 500 people in a very close 
you know. Short span of time. <laughs> no, but in, in a, a close, proximity. Pro close proximity with devastating things happening to them and you're thinking, when is it going to happen to me? Or well, why hasn't it happened yet to me or my family? And um started wrestling with God about this. And then there was this one particular song that I luckily didn't have to write, but I happened to know the girl who it happened to. And um, when her whole family burned in the Galahari fire, I I wept and I asked the Lord, How, what do you even say? What do you write? How do you comfort this? How do you comfort people in this? And uh, how do... How do I deal with with the even the thought that I could lose my whole family, or you know, how do I reassure myself in a way that it will be okay? And I guess this is something that only a more mature Christian probably will understand. One who has gone through a couple of fires, and um, the Lord just answered me simply, "I am enough," and that was enough for me, because I've been singing about the kingdom for so long. I've been singing about, I haven't been singing about death, really. I've, I've been singing about the life after death. Actually, just the door swinging open and we're walking into the kingdom of God. And for me, it was easy, I guess, to, to be okay with that answer because I have come to know that God truly is enough. I is all that I had before I was married or had kids. He was all that I had before I had a career or even was recognized as someone who could sing. He was all that I had when I was, you know, in my mother and father's house and was feeling quite alone, very anxious, sitting outside by the pool. He was all that I had. And he's and he was enough then and he will always be enough. I'm thinking this past week we're in a reading plan at the moment. Um, so we're in Samuel and that whole story about uh, the Israelites and there was a plague, huge plague, and it stopped as a threshing floor. Um, David said he's going to go and he's going to take an offering to the Lord. He went to that threshing floor. And the guy who owned the threshing floor wanted to give him the, 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 um, the cows, whatever, and the floor itself and everything that he needed to make the offering. And David said, how can I offer anything to God if it doesn't cost me anything? And I'm thinking to myself, but isn't that... Exactly it. There is no sacrifice. You can't call it a sacrifice. And what you're doing, ministry, is also sacrifice. It's worship. So if it doesn't cost you something, it is going to be difficult if it's real. But it's amazing. It doesn't, you know, you don't even think, like I don't think about it in that way, but it is that way, but I don't think about it that way. But I've been on two air airplanes now in the last two weeks, and I... Um, and the one was on the way to Namibia, and I was writing a song. I do the song on the plane. Um, you know, I sit with my book and I write the song. I did this now. I do this regularly now um, because I'm traveling a little bit more. I don't know why <laughs> I'm doing that, but I'm traveling more. And I was sitting on the plane writing this song for um, an anniversary, and I thought, oh, this would be easy. You know, I'm going to write this song for this anniversary quickly on the plane. And as I'm write, uh, reading what the lady is um, writing about her husband and how 
yes, you know, you, you read, oh, it's so lovely, and this is how they met, and da 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 And then it comes to the part where she says, and how he is stage four cancer, and how she's mourning her husband before he's even gone. And she's she goes into the very detail of lying next to his back, back praying, and and I lose it. I I yeah. don't I don't have a glistening tear down my my cheek. I am bawling. I am ugly crying in yeah. the plane. And the girl next to me, she's like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> Handing me tissues and asking the old lady there to hand me some tissues. And then the air the air hostess, she's kneeling by me. Are you okay? And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But I mean, that's the cost. It's not your talent. That flows by itself, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, something that someone else watches you and thinks, how is this even possible to you? It's very doable. But emotionally, you the, you're an intense person. You're an emphatic person. That's an you, understatement. Which I'm, means I'm that you intense. put yourself in someone's shoes. You don't just see them at a distance. You... you you feel like, how would it have felt if I was the one losing someone I truly Because that's, exact, that's why it costs That's you. exactly it's, what you do. You go, oh, what if this was my husband? Exactly. What would I feel? What if this was my child? And the next flight I was on, I was writing a song for a, a little baby who choked. And choked? Passed, choked, yeah, and passed away um, mm -hmm. on the way to the hospital. And the what was hard was that I actually spoke to the father on the phone before I boarded the plane and he was you know sending me all his answers and I, I sit there and I, and then I looked out the window as I was writing this song and I looked at the clouds you know and I started thinking about heaven and the peacefulness you know have you ever f flown over the clouds and mm. and I was looking at that and I I think about this dad and, and the trembling in his voice. And then I thought about my heavenly father. And this is, this is funny how God speaks to us or works with us. My whole life, I couldn't, identify, I couldn't identify with God the Father. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But man, he's not the destination. You know, I know that the Father is the destination. But now half of us, more than half of us as Christians, we don't really know God as a father. We fear him, especially us Afrikaans people. This is bang for ons it's And it's funny because at my sister's daughter's wedding, my father, my, my dad and I, we were standing outside hand in hand like this, praying together. Please, God, show us who you are as a father. And it's weird because there I'm standing with my dad. Praying the same prayer, because he also doesn't know God as a father. And um, I was looking on the clouds, and, and God is revealing him to me at 42 years old as the father. Ugh. And I'm broken, because I'm, I'm actually starting to believe that God loves me. It's a, it's a more easy thing. My angles is terrible. <laughs> It's a it's an easier thing to believe that you were just included in the nice little package of salvation <laughs> with all of the millions and gazillions of people, yeah. you know, because oh, and you lost in the crowd. You in the harvest. It was like kind of mm. you know, God was just taking everyone. But can I really believe that God would have sent his son to die for me if I was the only person on earth? And that 
thing is still hard for me. But, you know, I do believe it. And I think we should believe that. Because a father would do that for us. And I'm, I'm so grateful for his grace and, and all of that. But when he says I'm adopted into his family and I'm being chastised as a legitimate son and daughter, then I'm a legitimate child of God, which means he's a legitimate father then. So he will act as a father to me. Then why do I think of him as just a worm of a period? Yeah, a distant figure, yeah. Um, and I was kind of afraid after a sermon, not afraid, but I was desperate to, to not be deceived in the end times. And I sat the whole night and I started reading Revelations, my how many attempt to try and understand this book or even, you know, get something from it. Because even Daniel said, Lord, what is, what is the outcome of all these things? I don't understand. And even Daniel asked that, you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm like. And David said, I do not keep, I don't, I do not, you know, keep myself busy with high and lofty things. And Paul said, I do not come with you to you with eloquent speech, but just with Christ crucified and resurrected. And then I'm thinking, okay, I'm in good company, but Lord, please, what do you want to say? And for the first time I started, and it was after I've written this song now, this song's name is Agvoner, I wonder, but I, I started reading the scripture and, ugh. How lovely is the letters to the seven churches. And uh, I never picked this up, but I just see love over that whole book now. I don't even, I see, yeah, see judgment, but I see love. I see promises. I see warning for, from a God, a father, <laughs> yeah. who loves his church and who loves his bride. And um, this scripture, Revelation 3 verse 8, is the one that spoke to me the most. And I'm a simple type of person. But he says, I've seen your works. And um, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. And I know that you have little power. And the Lord knows I have little power. He says, but you have kept my word and not denied my name. So in perspective, the song that I wrote initially had different lyrics in the chorus. And don't um, shoot me yet. <laughs> but I, was, I sat down at my piano and I started writing this song. And the first powerful, you know, very frustrated lyrics that came out was the hell with it. You know, I'm free. It's like I wanted to say to the, the, to the enemy, to hell with you. <laughs> Stop attacking me the whole time i'm i i'm i haven't i have had enough of it i'm tired of it i don't want to battle you the whole time and um finished the song and we recorded it and then i i, I couldn't get rid of this uneasy feeling so this is the first thing i wanted to really say is seek peace and pursue it i'm i actually went and sat down and made a list of things that i in my life where I felt that uneasy <sighs> discomfort, that, that lack of peace. And um, every situation that I felt that feeling was a situation I shouldn't have been in. It, wa it called for a U-turn. It called for uh, a turning around and a backing away from an engagement I was in, a country I moved it to, a, a contract that I was in. There was a lot of 
lack of peace. And the Lord was actually, and I was feeling so anxious about it. And the Lord was actually saying, get yourself out of this situation. It's, I'm not there. I am not in that situation. Because where is the Prince of Peace? The Prince of Peace. Um, so that's one thing I learned. And so I pulled the song and I said I wasn't going to record it anymore. <laughs> there was a couple of people there and they played it to the people anyway. And I realized these people were all saying, hey, man. Yeah, the hell with it, <laughs> you know. I found my identity. I found who I'm supposed to be. And, um, you know, I was reminded of how the bride of Christ fights as an army. How does the bride of Christ fight in this, ar- this army? She fights with the fruit of the Spirit and with the armor of God. And none of those things are this. None of those things are violent or attacking or anything like that. It's gentle, peace, kindness. Ah, joy, long-suffering. The, the, the armor is, is the truth and it's faith and the readiness with the gospel. It's none of that is attacking. In fact, God invites us to come and, and, and take refuge in his wings. And he says, just wield the sword and the battle is mine. And I, I woke up from my sleep and I was like, but I looked around and I said, oh, if I change the lyrics... You know, I there's a lot of consequences to this. And I was like, amen. Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That was the test. I changed the lyrics to in Jesus' name. Because what is more powerful than those few words? In Jesus' name. There lies our salvation, our protection, our covering, our righteousness. Our righteousness. Mm. Our freedom. It's kind of like a deliverance prayer in a song, but it's a declaration of what is true. But what are we as Christians declaring over ourselves every day? What are we singing over ourselves every day? What are we speaking? What are we writing on our T-shirts every day? Mm-hmm. Over we, our country. Yeah, what are we saying? We're complaining. When we complain, grace departs. But when we are thankful, grace abounds. And I... I wept because I said, but I don't feel like I've got it all together. I can't sing that I'm free. I can't. I can't. I'll feel like a hypocrite. I feel like a hypocrite. I was weeping. Couldn't even sing the song. It felt like something was blocking my throat. And, like, you know, there was autotune on my my voice. It was funny. It it did funny things. (laughs) We were like, what's happening? I struggled to sing the song. And we, need, we really needed to pray. And then I was, I was so amazed when I, I finally just said it. I just sang it. And this is what I want my children to hear. I want them to hear where the answer is. I, we need to tell the world where the answer is. Where do you get your identity? Where do you get freedom? Where do you get a, a, a courageousness that, that the, in the perfect love we, it drives out all fear? You know, where do you get the right to be who you are? It's in him, in the position in Christ Jesus. Now, looking back, I can't even believe that I wrote those words. How God has schooled me in the last few months. And um, here I'm standing and this song is releasing. And I feel so humbled that I get to do this. But also, 
that I feel like I passed the test. Because, you know, some of us, we think that the enemy is going to come with a gun against our heads, you know. Or do you believe in Jesus? <laughs> and then actually it's happening so subtly every day. We deny him. We deny him. I put him right bang center into my song. And do I feel special by doing that? No. Because he was so gentle. But the key is we need to keep our hearts soft and our ears listening to what the Spirit is saying. Are we hearing what the Spirit is saying? we got to listen to the song, Ek Wonder. Uh, Rihanna, people want to follow you because obviously you're recording and it's videos and it's TikTok and it's everywhere. People need to see this. Where do they go? Oh, you can see this on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. And um, I'm very easy to get a hold of these days. Um, <laughs> which Rihanna? Which spelling? R-I-A-N-A. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, Janine would know. I was 19 years old and I was trying to be really cool. And I also just wanted people to pronounce my name correctly. And at that time, I was releasing an English album and I thought it would be really cool to spell my name with an E. The correct spelling in the Afrikaans, which I'm very proud of, spelling of my name is r-i-a-n-a and i just want to say i was born way before rihanna okay (laughs) (laughs) and the nels just got one l yeah it's so funny all the little children they always say very like tani rihanna nell (laughs) (laughs) my maiden name is uh, nell and my married surname is de beer and so what when we search for you we go for you go to rihanna (laughs) nell it's just to avoid any more confusion please people (laughs) 